Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Coaching Podcast. I am your coach and your hostess. My name is Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figachick911. We're speaking to you today. I thought I'd do a little bit of a twist on these podcasts here to make them more specific and also help align your expectations that these are coaching podcasts. These are not merely for entertainment value. And we do run a coaching and training academy at the heart of everything that we do, though, is something which is called organizational leadership. And what that actually means um, is that we organize people's brains. What? All right. I want you to, whatever brings you to this podcast, welcome to you. I want you to put yourself in the context of your normal day-to-day, whether this is you, maybe you are a higher level administrator, whether you own your own business, you're running a team. But I want you to start thinking about people's attention spans, how organized people are just in general, and mostly how productive people are. And again, this could be you, this could be the people that you work with or the people that you lead. Would it be a fair statement for us to say that people's attention spans, (laughs) sure, we used to say the attention span of a flea, but it's probably shorter than that nowadays, yes? And do you ever yourself or work with anybody who, man, it just seems like spinning the wheels and spinning the wheels and spinning the wheels, but not ever gaining any solid traction? Familiar? Or when you're speaking with somebody, You're talking and they're speaking before you ever even pause and you're in the process of asking them a question, but they're trying to respond to the question before you even get the question out and they're just like trying to anticipate what it is that you're saying and they're answering and they're not even listening to you. Do any of those problems plague plague your life, (laughs) personal or professional? All right, really, that's where organizational leadership comes in, simply because what we do is we're able to, in a very, very fast, fast fashion, come in and assess the situation if we're working with an individual or with a team and grow the team to become more focused, more productive, And do it in a fashion where those individuals don't feel overwhelmed. They actually have more mental freedom, which is why their levels of productivity typically skyrocket. That sounds kind of interesting, right? All right, so if we could, the purpose of this podcast is to explain just a little bit more the benefits, but also I know when I speak with people and and I'm learning how to do this myself as a marketer is it can seem kind of like this enigma. Like what is this really all about? And to be quite honest with you, the marketing aspect of what I do is still fairly new to me. I, a little bit about myself, I am a registered nurse and I come from um, mostly emergency medicine is really where I spent the majority of my time. I've been a nurse for over 20 years and I had the privilege of being in people's lives really at the worst possible moment for all of those years. And so emergency is both, you know, if you have a medical problem, 
or some sort of traumatic injury. And I worked at a place where it was a very, very busy ER. It was a very progressive ER. We were a research center, an academic center, a transplant center, a trauma center, pediatric center, high-risk obstetric center. Like we literally had every specialty there. And I firmly believe it was because of being in that environment that my mind works how it does, which is attention to the most minute detail, but also at the same time, having a global perspective of the entire, I was a charge nurse, so like the entire emergency room, but the responsibilities that we also had spanned much wider than that. We were what's called the Disaster Preparedness Center um, right outside the city of Chicago in the event that there was a major trauma, that, you know, disaster, terrorism thing that happened in the city. Um, the the feds and, and all the people who'd be involved in that would actually come and set up base at our facility because we weren't within the confines of the city. And so we also had to have a lot of knowledge as to public um, affairs and what was happening on the streets, both in our neighborhood and down in the city. And then the resources and kind of like the what if, you know, this, <clears throat> excuse me, situation were to happen, what would we do then with the people in our hospital and then also to be able to assist, you know, with, with mass casualty issues, you know, as we needed to be a part of there. So I really feel like myself, that's really what has brought me here today. But again, as a marketer, and I retired as a nurse and, and decided to open up my own coaching and training academy. Um, but I, what I have been doing is actually I've been coaching mostly people who come from high profile, high stress jobs, um, and was recruited to do so by people who were in my warm network, namely fire chiefs that I knew through the years from working with, you know, either them and, and they, you know, went up the ranks and, and ultimately became a fire chief or they had heard about me and some of the work that I had done as a nurse, but then as I started branching out into different areas professionally. And so what started happening, and, and I never really realized that it was truly a gift. I just figured everybody thought how I did, but I never realized how much of a need there was to assist individuals to be able to have I call it command of your mental space, also command of your emotionality, but maintaining very, very high levels of productivity when time actually matters, when you have projects or tasks or multiple things that you have to maintain or produce and how difficult it can actually be to maintain that focus and deal with other situations that come up and then also complete your project. And I never really thought about it. I, I basically lived inside of like this healthcare bubble and just, this is what we do. This is how we roll. But what I do now is I take the skill sets that I acquired during those times and I train other individuals. Obviously, we're not dealing with life and death, but we're dealing with issues of productivity and focus here. I train other individuals on how to have that mental clarity and also what goes along with it highly is that emotional command. 
to maintain very, very high levels of focus, not acting like a robot, but being very, very task and mission oriented to, you know, achieve whatever the end goal is. And here's what I found in working with people. Now, the people that I've coached, the populations have completely like blown up. I now work with entrepreneurs and their employees. I mean, I work with athletes and and coaches and and the teams. And and so things have... (laughs) really taken off in a beautiful way in way I never even expected that I would be doing this for a living. I actually, I went into nursing and I, I knew from the beginning that it was never going to be a long-term strategy. I, honest to God, I did not know what the next thing was going to be. And so I, I kind of dabbled in some things. I launched a few businesses and nothing really resonated with me other than assisting people make progress. Like that was really something that I've always been wildly passionate about. And what happened was I had built a gluten and allergen-free baking line and put together a professional and personal development division for who would be my employees. And what happened was, was that different fire chiefs, again, I owe so much to that community because I was so tightly bound to them working in emergency capacity, is that those fire chiefs wanted my personal and professional development tools for their own crews. And so in the early stages, I was brought in um, and it was a non-paid thing, but they were looking on re- on vamping up and, and ramping up rather some, some programs and, and levels of productivity within their own departments. And so we did a lot of beta testing and used what I refer to as a goals program, but it's it's organizational leadership. And we used it for officer development. We used it in conjunction with performance improvement plans for employees who were not meeting um, the expectations or the standards of their job role. And it was never punitive. It was honestly like, and it was fun to watch people's transitions because in the beginning, I think they, the employees, they felt like they were being punished in a way, but what ended up happening was that there was so much breakthrough that happened for the individual to learn how to organize their brain But also, it really opened up the channels of communication with the fire chief and people who were at that higher level of administration because part of the frustration and and those mental blockades, if you would, that the employees were feeling was that there were simply breakdowns in the systems, like the operational systems that were within their organization. And so, fortunately, working with chiefs who were very committed to the end goal, which was solving the productivity problem, and they were not attached to how we went about doing that, what happened was they ended up changing some of those operational protocols and just now have like wildly way more productive crews. Um, you know, they everything needs to be revised after time. And it was really, really, really such a cool thing and really a great honor to be a part of those changes which were made inside of the organization. Now, I don't know if that's why you're on this podcast. Maybe you're here just to learn a little bit more, like how does she actually do this? Um, I will tell you first and foremost, 
I'm a science geek, but I'm also a, <laughs> a very, very, very intuitive individual. And I take full ownership and actually a lot of pride in that um, because for me, it, that requires two sides of your brain, like the logical strategic planning side. But I truly, it's more than a belief. I know with all of my guts and all of my cells that some of the best practitioners in any area are highly led by intuition. And again, like you have to have a great balance of that. You have to be able to triage yourself coming from emergency medicine, some of the best practitioners that I've ever led or met rather in my entire life, like we're there, we can see numbers, we can see patient presentation, but there's always that feeling inside of your gut that tells you either something else is up here and you haven't discovered it, or you have this inkling, this like inclination, like I need to be doing this over here. And so for me as a coach, because I come from a nursing background of 20 plus years, and I worked in all different types of ERs, I worked in some, let's say, affluent ERs with <laughs> um, a different sort of, <laughs> I, I really lived in like mostly like ghetto ERs. And for me, that's a very simple population for me to deal with because your level of honesty and rawness that you can have there is just... You can just call people out on their bullshit and it's like you establish trust and rapport so fast in those environments. It's awesome. My challenge was learning how to do the same thing with individuals who were more used to either sweeping things underneath the rug, like more corporate setting where people didn't want to be what they call like a whistleblower or... Um, they didn't want to be the one to tell the CEO no. They wanted to be able to say yes, this is all good. And they had gotten themselves into the habits. And again, this was at the ER level, the habits of cajoling the truth. And when you are in a coaching environment, you know, this is true. Like most of what encompasses a coachable spirit has to do with the willingness to surrender the ego and expose certain vulnerabilities. And so when we first start coaching, sometimes it can be hard for me to determine like how long of a coaching period would one require to achieve a certain result. And I, I don't, it's usually for me, like, we'll see results after one coaching session, but for you to be asking me, like, I need to know what your problem is so that I can give you an estimation of time. My typical coaching program is like a program, not a like one and done sort of a thing, but a program on the employee level is usually eight to 12 weeks like consecutive. It's usually we're set up like organizational leadership is creating organization with inside the mind. So what we do is we set it up so that it is very organized and you can hear how I'm speaking and the expectations are very clearly aligned here. So it's one hour every single week 
and we try to keep it on the same day of the week at the same time so that what we can do with those individuals whose minds are honestly on overload, okay, as evidenced by your people who are talking while you're still in the midst of delivering a message and they're trying to be like anticipating what you're saying and they're listening to respond rather than listening to understand or they're just spinning their wheels and really what happens with them is because they're not making any progress. They realize that they're not even able to keep themselves afloat. They become so wildly overwhelmed that usually what they'll do is they'll stick their head in the sand and just kind of like, oh my God, I don't even like how long am I going to be able to go before this problem gets taken care of. And so for me as the coach, everything about their program has got to be very, very structured. Okay. As it, as time date, um, so that they, they have that something that they can 100% rely on. And when you start putting into place very structured systems, very structured habits, it has a spin-off effect that they automatically start doing the same thing in other areas, whether this is personal or professional. So we usually tend to see once people start doing organizational leadership coaching is they really start becoming highly organized in all areas of their life. It's not even just personal. It's not even just professional anymore. It's personal. They start, I mean, simple little things like they start cleaning their houses out or they start packing lunch ahead of time and now their fitness is on track. So it really becomes this fantastic tool that solves a lot of problems within the workplace, but then they they take it home and because now they're also getting organized at home, they don't drag in all of the thoughts and the things like I got to do this at home and I got to go pick up the dog and I got to go get the kids. That's part of the problem that people have when they come to work is they don't have that mental command of leaving their personal life at home and they're bringing all of that chaos, all of that drama, and all of that disorganization into the workplace and that's their baseline. I mean, their mind is like a blender and it's on, high, zzzz, okay? <laughs> and now for you to add any level of task to these people, it usually takes people a very long time to accomplish anything because they don't have the fundamentals in place of being organized. Like they've got post-its all over the place. I mean, they're just like they're like an absolute train wreck. And I know what it's like. Like I've had enough conversations with administrators and bosses. And I, if I can just be very, very like to the point and you're just like, I don't even know what the fuck to do with this shit anymore because they're, they're so freaking pokey. And I can hear it in your voices. When we have a conversation, you may not say that F word, but I know that's what you're thinking. And that's where I come in. That's really where I excel. Now, again, I never question God. I, I believe that my gifts are from him 100%. I'm not sure why he made me the way that he made me. I know I can be a, a, a handful of 
<laughs> I was going to say a hoot. I'm sure that I am. But really, when we get down to it, one of my strengths is I am 100% a stabilizer. I am 100%. Um, I would call myself a metronome for a lot of individuals who are moving through massive periods of transition, massive periods of chaos, highly disoriented, disorganized, not disoriented, disorganized, and, and are so, what I think are over diversified, that they don't even know where to begin. And sometimes they know that they need to do something different, but they don't even know where to begin to even begin to ask for help. And they're so busy, they don't even really have time and they don't want to look stupid. Okay, all this stuff, I know it sounds so stupid, but it's like a human factor. I mean, people are human beings, not human doings. And you can sit there and tread water all day long, but eventually the levee breaks right? And then all hell breaks loose and either that person ends up getting sick and they end up in the hospital or they end up just quitting, leaving you high and dry. And now you have this position that's vacant and, and it just, it causes a lot of problems. And then, you know, shit trickles downhill. Then it affects employee morale underneath those individuals. And I mean, we can work you know, in two capacities here. Number one, we solve the problem at hand. And number two, organizational leadership seriously helps as a major prevention plan. Like it helps to increase employee morale, which helps to prevent your turnover. I mean, how much money and how much time do you invest in employees who leave you within the first 18 to 24 months of their employment? I mean, how much does it really cost to bring on a new employee? By the time you're done with background checks, drug testing, you go through the whole interview process, you're putting them on some sort of an orientation or probationary period, you're paying your other staff extra money to mentor them, to teach them, to guide them. You're sending them all over to all these different things and then they leave. And so you have no person, you're out all of that money and you have to start the process all over again. Meanwhile, business operations are still continuing and they are becoming greater and greater and greater. So I know today, if we can, you know, agree on something, that speed Speed is the name of the game today. And if you do not have either the right person in the right position or you're pretty confident that person has what it takes to be in the position, it's just that their mind is on like, what are you thinking sometimes? There are things that we can do. Again, one of them is called organizational leadership coaching. Now, I'm going to give you some of the, the secrets behind it so that you understand, okay? If you and I do not coach together, I usually prefer to sit and coach with the boss or the leader so that you know what's going to be coming out the other end if you and I have never done business together, okay? That's usually my preferred route. But if that's not a possibility, Okay, what I'm going to invite you to do is to listen to some of the methodology of what we actually do and how you end up getting 
an employee, a teammate, you know, a product, if you will, of the coaching process that's going to increase your team, your organization's level of focus, productivity, and more likely than not, if we're in the business world of any kind, it's going to increase your profitability, right? Because you're able to do more, makes sense, more effectively. All right, so here's, here's what you need to know, all right? And this is going to help you with all of your people, is that what we're going to do first is we're going to talk a little bit about the human mind, Okay, and I promise we'll keep this light, we'll keep this very, very serious, but I, I, I want you to know, like, this is not willy-nilly coaching. This is something I'm, I'm very serious about my work, and th- there is an intentional coaching methodology which plays in, you know, the practice here, and it's backed by science, it's backed by research, Okay, so this isn't something that I just like pulled out of my ass, just kind of sort, you know, like, what can I do? This is not that, I I assure you. Okay, so you can Google this stuff. All right, so what we're going to do first is we're first going to talk about the human mind. And then I'm going to introduce to you what I call my coaching template. So you understand where we go with this. Okay, and then you make the decision as to whether or not this resonates with you or your organization you know, and then where we go from there. Sound good? Okay, cool. All right. So wherever you are, let's do this. I'm going to ask for you to, if I, let me just do this. Let me ask for your full attention. Okay. If I can just have your full attention for seven minutes. Okay. Wherever you are, sit up a little bit higher in your seat. I'm going to ask you to actually focus on the coaching podcast as opposed to your laundry, the email that you're trying to write, (laughs) okay, whatever else is distracting you, if I may please have your full attention for the next seven minutes. Thank you, okay? Now, what we'd like to do is I'd actually like to get your mind in what we call peak state. So wherever you are, okay, again, if you're sitting, sit up nice and tall, all right, lengthen your spine, what is she doing? I know I come from an uh, exercise background too. Okay. Pull in your abdominals. <laughs> I know the six pack is in there. We'll have that discussion a different day. Let's just focus on the task at hand. Okay. Draw your shoulder blades down and back. All right. So you're lengthening your spine. You're drawing in your abdominals. Shoulder blades are down and back. All right. Imagine that there's like a string attached to the top of your sternum and it's actually lengthening your spine. And what I'm going to ask for you to do is to take a nice deep breath in, okay, in through your nose. So go ahead and inhale and exhale. Again, inhale and exhale. One more, inhale. and exhale. Okay, that one exercise right there, what it actually does when you're studying the science behind high performers, okay? Every person who performs at a very high level, whether we're talking about professional athletes, 
We're talking about uh, political figures, business owners, anybody who's high producer, high level of performers knows how to put themselves in peak states. And sometimes what you have to do is you have to increase your adrenaline, all right, get yourself a little bit more, you know, pepped up and, and awake if you would. But other times for individuals who are seriously like overrun, I'm not going to say with stress, with high degrees of pressure and a lot of adrenaline pumping around them, okay? As evidenced by massive rapid speech, they don't give anybody else the time to talk, okay, those people. (laughs) What happens when you command your breath, especially with the introduction of nice deep breaths and great posture, Okay, the posture helps to put you in peak state, but it also allows your rib cage more room for expansion, okay, which allows you to draw in a greater breath. What this actually does is it calibrates an individual to move back into their space where they're going to have the maximum levels of productivity. So we know if people have way too much adrenaline or a stimulant on board that they tend to have meltdown, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, if there isn't any at play, this is when you're walking up to your people checking to see if they even have a damn pulse. (laughs) I know this is like basic stuff. It's comical when you start thinking about it. Okay. So just like we did with you, we put your people into peak state. It actually feels pretty good, doesn't it? I know. You can use that. All right? So anytime before a meeting, probably after a meeting, maybe even in the middle of a meeting. (laughs) All right? Especially if you're running like I'm laughing because boy, oh boy. I was in a situation where I um, worked for a place where we had undergone multiple mergers and acquisitions. And we had meetings. We had meetings to plan meetings to plan other meetings. And nothing ever got done. I, it was, my brain hurt so bad. I was doing those deep breaths like all the damn time. And <laughs> But they were in person. A lot of them were in person. So like, Nicole, there she is over there. She's breathing again. Like, you bet I am because it's like, I can't take this. But <laughs> so you can use that. All right. And, and if anything happens, just blame it on me. Just say Nicole said. Right. I think half of like Illinois at this point, it blames everything on Nicole. And I'm good with that. As long as we get shit done, like you can blame it on me. Okay. So the power of the breath. Now, the next thing I told you that we're going to do is we're going to focus on the brain. And I'd like to be respectful of your time. I promised you seven minutes here. So I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. And I do coach really quickly is I want you to start thinking about what you learned about mind performance, particularly as it applies to the right and left side of your brain. Okay, have you ever heard of being right brained? And if you're on this podcast, perhaps (laughs) you know these people. Maybe these people are your creative people. Maybe they're your visual people. They tend to operate, you know, they're very musically inclined, very, very artistic, very creative. They have zero concept of time, right? Very frustrating. They, they really are not numbers people. They know that they're not scientific, geeky, analytical, sort of logical thinkers. They know it. We still love them. But if you are highly left brain, as you probably are, which is logical, analytical, numbers oriented, it can be wildly frustrating to try to deal with those individuals. But right then and there, you see the contrast between the two different sides of the brain. Okay, now here's what you need to know. The left side of the brain is very adult-like, 
okay? This is where discipline comes in. This is where like regiment comes in. But also the left side of the brain has a high capacity to be able to worry. The left side of the brain is able to remember events from the past, particularly painful events from the past, pull them into the present and it forecasts the future and it can create a lot of fear. Like, oh my God, the last time I did that, do you remember the repercussions that there were? Oh my God, I don't want that to happen again. And when left untended to, that becomes a mental cycle inside of your people's brains. And it can actually take them from being a calm, rational individual who is task-oriented and put them off into an overthinking, worried, frenzied, panicked, like paranoid individual who's afraid to do anything and now no longer has the capacity for pacing and timing what they're doing now is they just they become like the Tasmanian devil and they're just like and I gotta do this and you're like you need to take a chill pill okay because probably you on this podcast maybe you already have command of those skills but your people don't your people don't know how to do it and you as the leader do not have time to sit down and coach and mentor your people that's where I come in that's where my company comes in does that make sense I mean would that be even helpful to you like you can go off and do your high level functions and then we can handle your staff and bring back to you an individual who's way more calm, who's way more attentive, who's way more responsive, who's way more focused, who's way more productive, okay? And we can do that by bringing together and leveraging both sides of the mind. Like you usually find that individuals are much more in flow when they don't have that fear and the worry about them when they're able to operate in creativity and, you know, in flow, we call it. But in today's world, you still, you have to have attention to time. And so if we can lift that burden of worry and overwhelm and chaos by giving them organizational leadership coaching, where we introduce like, (laughs) this is what we're going to do. We're outlining the times of the meetings. This is the time period for it. And again, based on where your people, I don't even know what your people need. Okay, this is I sit down, usually we have like a one time consultation um, and strategic planning session is session number one. For me, that's largely a listening session. I ask your people very pointed questions. And again, I draw on my nursing background coming from an emergency room where we had to be ready for any and every emergency. You never knew what the hell was coming in the door. I promise you, but you had to be very, very good at your question asking because time literally was the difference between life and death in those situations. And I cannot tell you how many times the difference between catching somebody who was having a heart attack, all right, with no chest pain. It was just like something didn't seem right. It guides your question. In order to get the right answer, like you have to ask the right question. That I don't know how to explain to you other than the fact I've been brought up in an environment where that's simply who I am now. High level question asker in order to find the true source of the problem, not just try to do a band-aid cure, if you would. 
So with that, that is just whether or not you're going to allow me, you trust me in order to have conversation with your individuals. But that happens for me to figure out where are these people. Also, when I hear you, like this is where they're not performing, my job is to come in there, find the source and assist them to fix it so that you can have a business or you can have operations that are like full steam ahead. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's that. And then we're going to pick up the pace here. Now, what we actually do is we create organization in all areas of life. Not that the job is responsible for creating order in their life, but as we know, people are who are disorganized at work tend to be very disorganized in the home environment too, and they bring all of that shit in, and they feel very overwhelmed. These are very nice people. This is not that they're bad people. It's just simply like they lack the skills of organization. And so what we do is we coach them on a comprehensive template. Okay. So if you would picture a pie, all right, it actually has four pieces to it, four equal pieces. So if you were to make a a big like plus sign in the pie and divide it into four sectors, those are what we call your relationships. Okay, this is the pie of life. So the relationships, there's four of them. One is the relationship with yourself. Two is the relationship with others. Three is the relationship that you have with money. And then the last one is the relationship that you have with God or spirit or Buddha or whoever it is that you believe in. Okay, and if they don't believe, then, you know, perhaps we make it a a three piece of pie. Okay, so not attached to the vehicle, committed to the end goal. All right. The filling is kind of like a cherry pie, if you would, like a fruit filling, like there's you know parts of it in all areas of the pie. It's health and fitness. And then the crust is your purpose. So what we do typically in that first consultation and strategic planning session, which is usually, again, for me, largely listening session, and we start to outline goals um, for your people in all six of those sectors and what it does is it actually untangles their brain because they know like all right for me to be able to do this thing at work oh my gosh I forgot I need to also pack the kids lunch and oh my gosh then I got to go to the store oh shoot I got to transfer my money over from this account to this account wait did I put that money in there wait where's my debit card That kind of nonsense is honestly what's running in the background of your people's mind. My job is to assist them in organizing that so that when they show up to work, they're more present, okay, to do the tasks. They become a much, much, much stronger teammate because they no longer are listening in anticipation of responding. They're truly becoming active listeners and they're listening to understand, which is a complete game changer. Okay, because they're not going to have to repeat themselves. They're not going to get themselves tied up in like tedious tasks of repetition. They're going to be able to learn how to delegate skills, how to do things correctly the first time, because we're literally untangling their brain. Like if you had a plate of spaghetti, okay, this would be like pulling out. I know this doesn't sound like fun to you. It's wildly fun for me. It's pulling out like one strand at a time of spaghetti and putting it, you know, over there, this other strand over here, we're putting it over there. That is my gift. That's what I honestly love to do. And fortunately for you, 
you reap the results of all that and the benefits of all that because what you actually get in turn is an individual who is way more responsive, who is way more anticipatory, and who also is a much better communicator. And believe it or not, because they're so much clearer inside of their head, now what they do is they actually come alongside of you and they become a much stronger teammate for you because now they're able to see your blind side and they have the courage to be able to speak up and they have the clarity on how they can assist you in your endeavor to become more successful in whatever that is, whether this is hitting KPIs, whatever targets that you have, they become like they fill in the voids for you without them having to feel like they're juggling 80,000 plates in the air. And really what happens is this fantastic, it, it becomes just like the symbiotic relationship. And the ultimate product is that it's a stronger, more cohesive team and the levels of productivity which again, usually are highly linked to profitability, like they skyrocket. How does that sound? Sounds pretty good, right? So let me ask you, where do we go from here? I don't know. Okay, here's what you need to know. If any of that would be useful for you in your organization, in your team, or even if it's you, all right. I again, I come from a history of coaching C-suite executives. Everybody has come from healthcare and or the fire service. Like that's really where my world of expertise is. And if you knew like the animals, n- not the people, like the animals of the industry, like you would know. Those are very 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 high pressure high budget, like high responsibility levels. And I've coached the executives as well. So for me to be able to come and assist you or your team, it really would be my utmost privilege. And it really, really, really is one of the areas that I'm wildly passionate about. So if that resonates with you, and you are honestly committed to moving your team or your organization forward, then your next step is to actually contact me directly. Okay, and this is very easy. All you're going to be doing is you're simply going to be going to our website. Okay, so open up another tab, take out a little piece of paper here, turn on whoever, like the Siri lady, maybe she can do an auto search for you, (laughs) or Alexa, whatever her name is. (laughs) Okay, and um, you're just going to be hitting up transformationgold.org. Okay, so transformation, T-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N, gold, G-O-L-D is in David, dot org. Okay, and then in the top right, you can go ahead and click on the drop down boxes there. There's a contact us link right there that comes directly to me. And then either myself or my assistant, one of us will be getting back to you within 48 hours. Okay, we... we <laughs> We are so fortunate that actually our levels of productivity and workload have increased. So um, we will get back to you. I do promise you with that. Um, And in the meantime, if you're looking for other coaching or assistance, you are more than welcome. And I, I highly encourage and invite you to follow up on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram 
um, at figurechick911. You will truly see, like every day I post different coaching things. So you're going to see and learn more about my coaching style. Of course, I'm up on Facebook as everybody else is. I'm on LinkedIn. It's Nicole DeVincentis, N-I-C-H-O-L-E DeVincentis. Um, and we'll get you guys taken care of. Sound good? All right. I thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. Again, that website is transformationgold.org. We look forward to serving you and your organization, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.